welcome back. You're finally watching Stockwatch. I guess that's what happens when you don't pay for your Zoom license. I'm Juliette Televi. Tackling your questions this evening will be David Shapiro, who we hope joins us from Sassen Securities, and Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investments. If you'd like to send us questions, please SMS 41392. You can email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or you can tweet us at Business Day TV using the hashtag Stockwatch. Wayne, good to see you there eventually. I'm sorry to have kept you and everyone else waiting for so long. Not quite sure what happened this evening. Um, but I have to say, Whereas the past two days on the JSC were middling, today was a real humdinger. Um, yes. Why, why was everyone out the blocks to the extent that they were? Was it the European inflation numbers, which came down for the first time in 17 months? What was it? Look, the inflation was always going to come down, so that shouldn't have come at news to, to the market. And US GDP was revised upwards, but that's not also big news. So I spent most of the day trying to scratch and find and look and investigate why the market's gone up and maybe I missed something. But I couldn't find any one particular reason as to why the market was so strong, to be honest. Just that, I mean, today, you know, you've got that uh, fallback uh, reason why the market goes up or down. And so today the fallback reason was there were just more buyers than sellers. That old chestnut. Um, okay, let's talk about a share that's been all over the place in the last couple of days, and it's Tungela. And it's, uh, there was a question that came in late yesterday that we didn't get to. Um, Tungela sort of, it, it's, it moderated today. The last couple of days have been very strong. Um, but the last couple of weeks, in fact, have been very strong from its lows. And Tungela is the share that's going to make or break a lot of contestants in David's um, crystal stock challenge, um, which actually ends today. <laughs> um, and so the close of trade today is where um, everyone's results, I guess, will be taken from. But the question was, um, what's the reason that we've seen the price increase from 240 rand to 310 rand? Um, so that was yesterday. And then there was another question that came through on Twitter a little bit earlier asking, what is the, what's the, excuse me, let me just pull it up. Um, what's the projected Tungela share price ex-dividend um, with regards to the upcoming results? Can we see the price holding above 300 Rand per share going into the second quarter in 2023? Look, I, I can't answer that second question. It all depends on the coal price. What we do know is, is that you know, the dividends that have just recently been paid out are probably the peak dividends, and this will all come down because all commodity prices are falling. Look, it's Tungela has been actually a fascinating company because everyone is completely against coal and fossil fuels, but because there's been no capital investment, the world still needs coal for the next, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, and the, the price certainly before the interest rates and inflation started to go up the the coal price and other commodity prices but coal in particular rocketed mm. look in 20 years time the tungela share price you know it's not going to be 300 even if, if it's still around because there'll be far less demand for coal so it is a depleting it's literally a depleting asset base in the shorter term it could do quite well i would be cautious though uh, I, I think the world's going into an economic slowdown. I mean, e even Elon Musk said that the Fed must cut interest rates dramatically to avoid an economic recession. Uh, I think that's coming, and that'll be bad for commodity prices. Hmm. Not not disastrous. So I I would still, despite today's strong run and and you know the continued run of commodity shares off the lows we saw at the end of September, 
I would still be cautious about going into commodity shares at, at this sort of price. Okay. What Tangiel is going to do ex-dividend, I don't know, because I don't know what their dividend is going to be. Yeah, okay. Um, and then what about NASPAS? I mean, NASPAS and Process have had a, a slightly rocky two days. Today they had a very good day. And the question came through a little bit earlier. Was NASPAS closing above 2,600 Rand today? Is this a good time to start taking profits since the past week's uh, result was satisfactory? Um, or is the panel currently holding them and still holding them in their portfolio? Look, I mean, we know we know all about the share price of NASPAS and Process. I mean, it absolutely collapsed, as with all other tech shares, on the back of China camp, camping down, valuations coming down, interest rates going up, inflation going up. We all know the reasons for that. And then it had a huge boost on the back of the share buyback program. Then it gave that all back, and now it's on a bit of a run again. Both these shares are still cheap if you believe that they can bring their non-10 cent businesses into a positive cash flow, into a profitable situation. And I know this is a very simplistic way of putting it, but essentially that boils down to food delivery. How long is food delivery going to take till it turns? Does it work? I think it'll work. So I, I would still be a holder. I wouldn't actually sell at this price, but it's very, very dependent on what goes on and in their food services division. The worst in China on Tencent is probably over. I mean, mm. I think that the, the authorities attacking those companies, the valuations, the steams come out of it. They're no longer growth companies. They're just ordinary companies now, and they are reflected at ordinary valuations. But it's still the big potential NASPAS and process, as I've said a few times now, boils down to food delivery. Thank you, Wayne. And there we have David. David, sorry, some of us have suffered a, a colossal sense of humor failure in the studio, so maybe um, you can come and rescue the mood, um, <laughs> considering that we're crossing to you so late, so apologies for that. Um, but uh, the, the question was, um, uh, you know, De um, Wayne was talking about NASPASS. The viewer wanted to know if you would take profits um, uh, with the share price closing at 2,600 Rand today, which is, at, I suppose, at a, a relative high um, this year. Um, or would you would you be hanging on? Yeah, I'd probably hang on. I, it, it's it's taking a different course. You know, there's so much activity taking place at Nasdaq and Process. Uh, the amount of money that they're going to get from Matuan from uh, the sale of those shares when they get them, they've got a lot of ammunition to do something. I'm not as optimistic, uh, perhaps as Wayne is on the other industries. I think they. They're not the high growth industries that you want to get invested in. You could you could hang them by themselves, but not against Tencent. But I think that to to do anything at this level, uh, with the price going up six percent today, whereas uh, Tencent did nothing, there's, there's there's a lot happening there that uh, you've just got to be careful of and let let it play out. But I agree with Wayne. You know, if it came to buying Tencent, would I do it now? No. You know, I think I think I'd certainly go for U.S. tech way above uh, Chinese tech. Okay, okay, but you wouldn't necessarily sell your Nasdaq shares right now. No. Okay. No. Not not in this trade. <laughs> um, what about British American Tobacco, which we haven't actually spoken about for ages? Um, and it says, with it sitting currently sitting under seven hundred rand, is this a good time to get in? Um, and also, the viewer wants to know whether you hold BAT in your portfolios. David, I'll stick with you. No, I'm not a, I'm not a smoker. And I think it's, a, it's an industry that's just creaking along. I know they're trying all kinds of things 
uh, new ways, you know, to get people to smoke or puff or vape or whatever it is. But, uh, you, know, you know, against what you can get in the market, um, I'm, I'm not a buyer. But against that, I have to say it, it chews cash or generates cash. Yeah. That's the wrong kind of expression, choose cash. But, I mean, it generates huge amounts of cash and pays a very solid dividend. And, you know, it's been a, a pretty decent performer this year in a market that's that hasn't really offered much. Hmm. Wayne, what do you think? I mean, it's quite, yes, it generates lots of cash, so you get a great dividend yield, but the share price itself is sort of yes. stuck in, uh, well, you can see from that yeah. chart there, it's just stuck between a range of, what, 600 and 650 and 700 Rand and just doesn't seem yeah. to be, um, you know, able to, yeah. to get past that. Look, I mean, we all know this. You know, smoking's going down, I don't know, 4 or 5% volume each year. They compensate by pushing the prices up of their premium brands, but that's also limited. So their traditional tobacco, or let's call it burning tobacco, when you heat it and burn a cigarette, it's a cigarette essentially, is on a permanent decline. Nothing's going to reverse that trend. And it'll probably, the, the decline will probably get steeper. And now it's trying to be compensated for by these new age products, the heat not burn products, but especially the vaping. And the margins are quite good on vaping. But this is a company that you you don't, it, it, it shouldn't be, I suppose, in your top five in your portfolio. It should maybe be in your top 10 because it is nice and solid and you get a very good dividend. And the dividend itself isn't under threat, but it's not an exciting company. I mean, as, as David said, it's not something where the share price is going to double in the next three years. It's just not. But the dividend probably won't disappoint either. Yeah. Then what about Barlow World? Um, is it a good buy going forward? Um, David, I mean, Barlow World's had a really it's a weird year, actually. Uh, you know, it, mm. it really pushed up and then it's kind of come off. It's now unbundling Zida, um, the, the, the car fleet business. And everyone seems I mean, to be a bit uncertain that, about no, its point. Yeah. Remember that starch business that they fought against, you know, they bought just before COVID came in and they tried to get out of it and ended up with it. But I mean, it's not a bad business and that's on top of the Caterpillar business. And I, I personally, you know, at the back of my mind, we're going into, I think, an extended period of infrastructural development globally. And um, I think we're going to see a lot more um, digging around here. Um, and, and they make their money from servicing. You know, once you've sold the Caterpillar, you don't make the money on that. You make on the ongoing uh, servicing of the yellow metal. So it's, it's a reasonably decent uh, company. Look, it's about a, a hundredth the size of where it used to be in the old days, you know, the great Barlow's group and that. But it, it, it's not a bad business. It's, it's okay. And I think it's suited to to mining, you know, to to growth in mining and growth in infrastructure. Mm. So, and I look, things are going to happen there, as we've seen from Invicta and we've seen from some of these uh, other businesses. So, yeah, I'm 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 reasonably positive on mm. it. Wayne, how about you? I mean, if you're not positive on commodity shares per se, would yeah. you be slightly more positive on the companies that are involved? you know, kind of peripherally in the commodity sector? Yeah, I'm, I'm only negative on commodities in the short term, a six months view. I'm actually extremely positive. Take a five, ten year view on commodity shares. 
because I think we're going to have an extended commodity cycle. There might be a little bit of a downturn now because global growth will recover, interest rates will fall, they, you know, we will we'll all get back on track. COVID will stop in, in China and demand will pick up. And then there's no extra new supply of commodities coming through. So I'm actually extremely bullish, five, ten year view on commodities. And on the back of that, I would be bullish on dollars as well. It's not just the commodities. I agree with David. I mean, we're going to see, I don't know, 200 billion, 300 billion rand put into you know, non-ESCOM electricity over the next five, ten years in South Africa. That's going to occur worldwide. You're going to get this massive, massive, you know, once these, once the momentum starts on something like this, you you always underestimate how big it will be. It's interesting. You always underestimate how big it will be, but you always overestimate how long it's going to take, though. You always say it's going to take the next two or three years, and it takes ten years, but yeah. it eventually does get there. And, but I just and the one other side, one other point. I'd rather buy Zida. Why they couldn't pick another name? Because there's already or was a company called. Why couldn't they pick another name? I'd uh, escape. Yeah. But put that aside. I'm extremely positive on tourism into South Africa. I think it is going to absolutely fly over the next six months to a year, and the car rental guys are going to coin it. So. I mean, the number of new flights coming into Cape Town is going through the roof. The foreigners are going to come here and our leisure, entertainment, hotel, car rental, restaurant businesses are going to do extremely well. Hmm. Well, let's hope so. Uh, yeah, and, and, and correct to your point on the name. Um, just very quickly before we get to uh, stock picks on the world's shortest sh stock watch show uh, we've ever had, um, uh, do the following shares provide good value at current levels? Mr. Price, Transaction Capital, or Mondi? Um, David, we had quite a, a discussion actually uh, yesterday on the retailers, specifically the Mr. Price's and Pepco's. Mm. Shane Watkins was saying yeah. he just thinks that's played out. They've all eaten Edcon's. Edgar's lunch for the last 20 years, actually. I didn't really think about it in that kind of scale. They're very circumspect. Um, Necrell was saying uh, Mr. Price is cheap, damn cheap. Um, so it's not a bad place to buy it. I don't know. Where do you stand? 10.5% prime rate. It's going to hurt. Okay. And, and I think that eventually you're going to max out on your credit card. It's going, I'm, I'm quite concerned about the retailers. You know, I just think... Uh, at this point, and we saw it with Mr. Price, and also Mr. Price is very local. It hasn't got anything offshore to uh, you know to boost it. Even Woolworths was boosted by the turnaround that we saw in Australia. So I, I'm I'm indifferent on on retailers. I think we've seen this, you know, we've seen uh, the run there. But but I promise you, Juliet, at ten and a half percent, you know what you pay on your credit card. You're not going to be able to keep going and going and spending and so on. Yeah. So I think things are going to get tighter in that area. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say that for transaction capital as well, on sec on cars as well. I think it's going to bite into that. Other than other than the area that um, that, that Wayne mentions, you know, for the on the tourist side, it's it's a different area. But I mean, just just be careful of of HP and people. Yeah. Um, you know, borrowing money to buy things. Well, any, any thoughts there on transaction capital or Mondi before I get to your stock picks? Look, I, I, I like Mondi longer term. I think they're in exactly the right spot for this continued move to online and home deliveries and clicking buttons and getting things delivered. So, But it is still nevertheless a, a, a quasi-commodity company and it is, it is volatile. Transaction capital, I really like. They might have a tough time now 
But, I mean, interest rates are going to be cut in a year's time. The market will anticipate that, which is, I think, exactly what's happening now to the overall market. So longer term, I actually quite like transaction capital and Mr. Price. Mm. But, I mean, obviously, as David said, with higher interest now, shorter term, they might take a bit of strain. But the market clearly approaching record highs again is looking through the shorter term. And make no mistake, the market's looking to the interest rate cuts that will come in, let's say, a year's time. Okay, I think I've got 20 seconds for your stock picks between the two of you, so you have to fire them at me. <laughs> okay, quick. D- Wayne. Okay, quickly, I'm going, going, going for SPA. 11, 11 price earnings ratio, very low rating. Shares cheap, last results push the share price down. This is a quality company, and I think it shows good value at this price. Mm. David? Just, just on the local side, I like Roynet's results. I haven't uh, yeah. looked at it for a generation. There you are. But I think on the, on the fact that they're going to be put, you know, we're going to go into alternative energy in a big way. Just, and, and you're going to get a decent yield even if the share price doesn't come up. Yeah, I actually spoke to Alan Dixon and they sound charged up, I have to say. Um, okay, we have to leave it there. Very sorry uh, for the, the endless wait in trying to get to you. And apologies for our very uh, curtailed stockwatch this evening. Uh, thanks to my guest, David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investments. And Zanati's back with Stockwatch tomorrow night. Do you have a good evening.